0: Welcome to another episode of Live at the Family Barbecue. It's your boy, A. Walter Salton. And it's your
1: girl, Imani Shani.
0: Tried to steal my intro, but it's I all did. good. What's happening? What's happening, y'all? Happy <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving all over again. Happy We got turkey the crew <laughs> back together for the first time in a couple weeks. I'm so excited. We got a very special guest coming in today. I won't even, I'm not even going to bring him up until he... Sets for here, but he's an LA legend, LA legend, Compton legend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man of the people. That's All right, so- let, me not, let me not do too much until he gets here, but before we do that, you know, there are a couple, you know, current events, culture type things we might want to talk about. So, yeah, then, you guys watch the show, it, it's called Traffic, and you watch that by Mariana Von Zeller. It's like one of my favorite shows on the planet. That's so, a
1: dope white girl.
0: It's a dope white woman. She basically goes, around, I don't even know where she's from. She, she speaks probably like three, four languages. She might be from the UK somewhere. But she goes into some of the most hostile situations, cartels, hoods, all types of stuff. And all she talks about or asks people about is the underworld they're a part of. So mm. she had an episode about pimps and hoes. She had an episode. Marijuana. About, yeah, marijuana, fentanyl. Fentanyl. Uh exotic uh animals that people buy, like uh tigers and things like that. Um
1: romance. Like romance scams. Romance scams. And then
0: phone scams in general. Phone scams. Yeah, shout out to the Jamaicans. Phone scam. No, I'm just saying that's where she that's where she went. She went to Jamaica. I'm not saying she they do that. She didn't just go to I'm Jamaica. Not saying, I'm not saying she... Alright,
1: shout out to the... Not shout out to... Bro, they're gonna come for you. That was Amir that said that. That was Amir that said that. Israel
0: too. Israel, uh, Nigeria. It just keeps Hey, hey, whoever's scamming. Whoever's scamming. Shout out to y'all. My bad. All right. So anyway, season two. Season two. It started off with a bang, y'all. You know, we all in the entertainment community. I did not know... How profitable the fake under no not even fake the underground Brazilian butt lift market was.
1: It's a very lucrative business.
0: Very lucrative business. <laughs> I stumbled wild. upon this, this lady apparently in Atlanta named Miss T, who does these illegal butt pumps.
1: How many did they say she, she did said in one she day? Like up to the most? 40
0: in a day, a thousand dollars a pop. You go into the Motel 6. Stripped out to your draw. she shoots you up with about six shots, and you walk out with a Nicki Minaj.
1: You walk out with your butt instantly because she's using silicone butt shots.
0: Like, apparently, so the called. worst. Grade A, though, doctors approve silicone.
1: Right. She gets the silicone from real life doctors. And that just goes, like, all of this stuff is connected, bro. Yeah, like, it, it's it, all ruled by money.
0: It was just wild to see how. Willing people were to put their life on the line for a fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't supposed was, was to sound as crazy as it did. But it was no, it was crazy because the doctor came on and he was like, yo, like you could so literally annoyed. No, cause the silicone leaks. I didn't know it. I thought it just leaks out your body, and it's just like you got a sore or something like that. It just looked real wild. But apparently it could leak into your heart. Mm-hmm. And you can have a heart attack. It can leak it to your brain. It causes uh, strokes. strokes. Yeah. Um, and then some people like with the BBL, like they transfer the fat, and it can like instantly kill you if they shoot it in the wrong place. Right. It was a wild documentary. I I, I think everybody should watch it. Um, but. I, I say just, that to say, yeah. oh, go
1: ahead I was just gonna say I just found out recently how even the you know medically even the fat transfers are super deadly like that's like one of the most deadly
0: yeah it's one of the surgical most surgical
1: procedures you could get I didn't know that recently I'm like
0: hmm. yeah, yeah, super dangerous and uh, they said there's people apparently taking courses in hotels for two hours to do these two hours worth of training. Online classes and
1: those are the professional doctors. The debris
0: <laughs> of BBLs.
1: The professional doctors are sometimes taking two-hour courses before they pump your
0: butts. I say all this to say, you know, love yourself. I have friends who've had BBLs and things like that. Whatever you do with your body is your choice. Just try and get a good doctor, man. Right? Try and get a yeah, good doctor.
1: Yeah, that's try one thing. Like, don't don't skimp out on that. I feel like that's one thing that you should like. Yeah. Do your research. Invest in a doctor. Even if you
0: go overseas, make sure it's a good doctor. Yeah. Now, this transition is finna be really wild. And I might get some flack for this. But I decided to start with that because we finna talk about the Kardashians.
1: (laughs) Well played. Is that fucked up?
0: Well played. But anyway. You
1: already got the Jamaicans
0: coming for you, but go ahead. You can jump into this one if you want money.
1: The car I don't know much about it. All I know is you can correct me. All I know with this is Tristan didn't cheat on Chloe again. No shock there. But apparently the woman he cheated on Chloe with is coming out with some tea on the Kardashians.
0: Apparently she's saying our boy, Champagne Poppy Drake, actually slept with Kylie Jenner. Certified Travis that Scott's baby mama. In the last year or so. Now, it's a couple layers to this. One, I fuck with Tristan Thompson. He's an NBA player. <laughs> I was about to say legend, but I, was like, I didn't want to cap. I was like, he's not an NBA legend, but you know, hey, he in the NBA, so he's a legend to somebody. But shout out to shout out to Tristan Thompson. He's somebody's yeah. legend. Shout out to Tristan Thompson, because you know an NBA, he beat the odds and stuff like that. But I think it just comes a point where, like, is the juice worth the squeeze? Like, Tristan Thompson bring a lot of, I don't know. It's just always a story about another woman with my boy Tristan. It's always, and I just like at this point, now you're not only messing it up for Chloe, now you you got your your side joint that brought Kylie into it, and I just don't know. Yeah, I just don't know. I think that was just crazy. That that was.
1: Wait, what are you saying? Is what are you saying about, like, are you saying that, like, it's not worth it to date Tristan Thompson? Like, what are you saying? I feel like, yeah,
0: you got to be quiet about some of this stuff, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you can't be, brand. like, if you're going to step out and do your thing, we know you, I mean, you would already done it. But why does everything you do, I don't think he's the only person who deal with the Kardashian who probably cheat or done, done other stuff. Mm-hmm. But it seems like all his stuff end up in videos, Instagram, Snapchat. You know what I'm saying? It just just seemed like his name out there more than Travis, Kanye, or whoever, in in terms of like women.
1: I'll say this. Basketball players? I don't know about them all. I've never dealt with a basketball player like that, but I'm just going to speak from like bottle service experience. These niggas is cheap, (laughs) bruh. Like... (laughs) They don't be tipping, bro. So I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe like you know, the side chicks be asking for a certain amount, and they don't be with it to pay. You know, like I can't really picture. Uh, I can't picture Drake not giving somebody a hefty amount of money if he don't want some. Drake can da, get da, you a
0: Mercedes. Drake can
1: get you. Drake what might she put want. you and your
0: mama in a house.
1: Drake Drake gonna send, but I I can't. really, I don't know. I don't really see a lot of mouth players. Tristan doing. might be
0: playing. So you saying this might be a case of him not paying up, and this is how she getting back. mm Hmm. That would actually make a lot of sense. I'm not gonna
1: lie. I don't know. That would make I'll a lot just, of sense. Yeah, that would make a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, the no, other no,
0: thing yeah. is I think you could put the Drake the Drake and Kim Kardashian stuff to rest. I know Kanye talked about that too. Right. I, I don't think if, if he was if he actually did deal with Kylie, I doubt he also dealt with.
1: Yeah. So, and I think his like little subs about Kardashian or even Kim, I think his subs about Kim were more so just like to put little like drops of like doubt in Kanye's head. I don't think it was like actual. I just don't think Kim would do that.
0: Moral of the story: If you have a family and side pieces, pay your side holes off.
1: Wow, that's the moral of the story. You're I a mean, class act. No, no no, no, You're no, a no, class
0: no, no, no. I didn't mean it like that. But I'm just saying Tristan ass. not. I don't think Tristan could be reformed. So if you're not going to be reformed and be an honorable husband, then you at least got to pay the toll. Next. You don't agree? You don't I,
1: I agree with you, Mary. You should have just said, firstly, I'm just saying, be a good husband and boyfriend to I don't your think, woman. I don't, firstly. Think Tristan,
0: I don't think Tristan willing to do that. So Are they married? No. Okay. Yeah. See, so this is what I'm saying. It's like, if you don't, at least come on, bro. Like, do what you got to do to keep it under. If Will and Jada could keep anything and everything under wraps for 30, 40 years, plus all the other couples we got, there's no reason why you can't just handle your business, bro. That's it. That's all I'm saying.
1: I have said this before, and I will say it again. You are a menace, but let's continue.
0: This is transition us to another great event, charitable event. For the guy, Larry Hoover, uh, Chicago legend. They're throwing a benefit concert, so Drake and Kanye have made up, y'all. Maybe we'll get another song out of them, too. I don't really that think nice. that. I don't think they got no bad songs. I haven't heard a bad song from uh, Drake and Kanye together. So I'm excited about this. I think I haven't seen either one of them in person, but everybody know knows who's seen them said they're, like, two of the best performers. Mm. So I'm excited about that portion of it. And then just for them squashing it, like, because it's – all this shit is just kind of whatever. They all kinda have large here.
1: fan bases, so it's nice to.
0: Right here in LA. Hey,
1: could could you see like Nicki and Cardi doing something like this?
0: Mm, maybe. Maybe. I don't feel like theirs is that serious. Speaking of Nicki and Cardi, did you hear uh, Little Kim uh, aired out uh, Angela Yee for bringing up Little Kim, her and Little Kim beef in some new interview?
1: Angela Yee and Lil' Kim had beef. Is that what
0: you Angela Yee, I think, just interviewed Nicki Minaj oh. and said, like, what's up with the beef and you and Lil' Kim? And Lil' Kim was like, what the fuck is you bringing up my name? For oh, like, like, no. Hell of years later.
1: No, no, no. I didn't hear about that.
0: Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I think, I don't think, nothing that happened with them was that crazy. Now, Nicki Minaj and, uh, what's my, my girl name from Love and Hip Hop? I'm, I'm, you're going to smack me hip-hop? for forgetting. Who? Cardi B? No, 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 no. The one who with Papoose. Oh, Remy? Remy. That yeah. will never be solved.
1: You you know Cardi and Nicki fought at a uh, at a event.
0: Cardi and Nicki. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But Nicki's friend had jumped in. Who's the who's y'all? Oh, and this? got socked. That yes. was a couple years ago. I so
1: right. theirs is theirs is more and more tense
0: than nobody Kanye and though, right?
1: Drake. Moving on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I just feel like nobody died. Like Remy talked about her pedophile brother and shit like that. Like that was like she went. I don't know. I don't know if you could you could vibe with somebody after. I think Remy kind of went off on her little.
1: No, she did, but I think Nikki has written Remy off. Like I, I, feel like
0: they wouldn't squash it no way.
1: Nah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, I don't think, yeah, her and Cardi, I
0: think they could they could figure that out. They could figure that out. Yeah. That'd Bone be cool. thugs and three six mafia fought on stage and they finished the concert.
1: Not they finished the
0: car all right. Last two joints. Um, <laughs> I think I don't even really want to spell. I don't know what you think of your boy, uh, Jesse Jesse, uh, Spallier.
1: Jesse Smoothie. <laughs> Listen, bro, like, I'm just I'm just over it. Like, when did this happen, like two, three years ago? Like, bro, At like, least. yeah, you lied, you lied, nigga. like, let's just, like, come on now, like, let's just keep it pushing, man. I think. What are we doing?
0: I think this is, like, one of the biggest cases we have of clout chasing. And yeah. To fake a racial beating and almost lynching <laughs> is a whole nother level of, I'm trying to be out there and be, famous. I don't even know what you're trying to accomplish. And he
1: was it. on a hit show at the time. I feel like things things were, I mean, I don't know the nigga' personal life, but it just, like, you know, like, seemed like he had a little money in his pocket. Like, I don't know. And
0: apparently they had a practice run. <laughs> <laughs> At the subway sandwiches.
1: All right, everyone, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> the day before,
0: him and the two Nigerian homies.
1: And apparently, didn't they say through. that one of them. Well, he was dating one of them.
0: Wow, I didn't know that.
1: Sorry, surprise. Yeah, they were like, I don't know. They said that I think Juicy Smulier had said it. Like they had Come done. Come
0: nigga, you can't go out like that, bro. <laughs> they like, had done, you can't like, use the nigga you date in the. In the crime that you was committing. And then on top of that, like, he got to ratting, too. Like, he was talking about, like, yeah, I was I was texting uh, Don Lemon from CNN the whole time I was doing it. It was like, come on, bro. Like, what? Like, what Juicy Smollett
1: got- was saying that? Yeah.
0: Well, I was like, what Don got to do with this? So oh, he's a slimy heavens. individual.
1: Sweet heavens.
0: This I one, know. I'll probably bring it back next week. So, yeah, shout out to You think he should go to jail? Real nigga shit. Juicy? Real nigga shit. Like, should he go to jail for that? I was thinking about this i had a conversation i don't really think nobody should i don't want to see nobody go to jail let me say that but do you think he should do jail time or is this a community service situation is this a is this a he needs a counselor and a psychiatrist situation like where does this fall in line
1: i think it's more so that i i don't i don't really want to see him do jail for it but it's like I think Lee Daniels handled it well. Lee Daniels wrote him off of Empire. It's stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like you can't just be like out here doing stuff like that. So that has to be some type of repercussion, but I don't think he should be in jail like, you know, for this.
0: Yeah, I don't want to see the nigga go to
1: jail. Yeah, I don't think so. I think there's other things you could do. I think, you know, niggas shouldn't lie to us, but, you know.
0: With that being said, it's a lot of real niggas out here that died. Like.
1: Your transitions things. are very strange. Uh, I'm just saying. Like, I just don't know where yeah, you're I'm going. Just saying,
0: with it. I'm just saying, like, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I feel like it's some stuff black people shouldn't play about. I feel like it's some stuff all cultures shouldn't play about.
1: Oh yeah. You niggas, know niggas play too much. I just feel like all the at the end of
0: the day, bro, I'm not gonna say the niggas should go to jail, but it's a very like, I feel almost feel like that's an unforgivable sin. Like, it's people out here that was getting lynched for hundreds of years you know what i'm saying and for you to go to them type of lengths for whatever reason i don't even know what the inspiration was for it if a nigga should sit down for anything in the black community it's probably that but i'm not saying a nigga should go to jail but i'm just saying
1: i agree All i agree right.
0: my last joint this is uh kicked out the queue like i said we probably started next week but I don't know if this 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 is a halfway kicked out the queue and it's a halfway just me giving you all information. So it's a billionaire man named uh, Michael Steinhardt. He's a billionaire billionaire who apparently has 70 million dollars in prize relics looted from most poor countries. Sixty investigators spent four years on the case. His punishment, no jail time, no fine. Just give the items back.
1: That nigga should go to jail. <laughs> if, if
0: we compare 70 the 70 two- million in prize. Like, so this could be like, I don't know, uh, mummy tombs and old jewelry. I don't know. I don't know what he's taking. Artwork from old countries. And he did no jail time, but it was 70 million worth of stuff. And that's just the stuff they found. This is an old nigga. He probably sold some of the stuff already. But. It's a shame. The moral of the story.
1: <laughs> what is it this time? What is it this time?
0: The moral of the story. If you go into poor countries, take some shit with you back home, man. That's I'll no, just play. That's not the moral of the story. The moral of the story is for real, though. <laughs> the moral of the story is for real. White people got to stop, man. Mm-hmm. I feel like at this point. Especially in light of everything that's been going on. It's like, bro, you're not finna get away with stuff like this at this point. Well, I figure you shouldn't, but he's not doing no no jail time. So he kind of did get away with it. Yeah. But it's just like, where's your moral compass, bro? And the more I think about it, it's just like, I feel like people are just out here to hit a lick. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, that's all it's about.
1: Bro, you know who said it the best in that episode with Mariana Van uh, Schneselwitz? When she was talking to that one dude. I don't know what she about to say. <laughs> when she was talking to that one, she, she had, one of the people she interviewed was, I think, no, he worked in one of the BBL offices. And he was just, she was just like, you know, like, why are you talking to me? Like, why are you comfortable doing this? And he was just like, you know, I just feel like the people should know, like, none of us in these offices give a fuck about y'all. Like, we don't care about y'all. That's literally what somebody in a medical office said that the rest of his team feels about the people that come in there. People don't care, bro. People don't don't care. People have to, like, understand that.
0: It's about the almighty dollar.
1: That billionaire man don't care. So do it again.
0: For no jail time, I'd do it again if I was him. For real.
1: Let's move on, I think. Uh, So, hey, this is a great
0: transition. So now we're talking about we're bringing up a brother who is actually honorable. Not like this guy we were just talking about and actually does good things for the community. So uh yeah, I guess we'll uh transition to my boy, Kanai We
1: we're, we're going to work on that.
2: Love the love the topics.
0: Hey, great man. topics. Great topics. Welcome. Hey, look, 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 look. I mean Kanai, it's great to have you here, bro. Appreciate it. Thank you for to be here. Yeah. To talk, Thank got, you for coming you, in. I got sweatshirt on, too. Peace of mind. Cut all man. times, got a wrap. I you love know, that. You? Yo, I think, yo, for, so, you know, let me let me brag on Kanai real quick, man.
1: Please.
0: You know, I know Kanai through the Black College Expo. Shout so
2: out to you know. NCRF.
0: NCRF. We worked there for a while and um, just a positive bro. This is before I knew you did any of the stuff like, that you actually do. This mm-hmm. just ain't. You know him working with kids, just being a positive inspiration. Like he's a he's a light wherever he goes, man. So I I, I gotta tell you that you bring positive energy, great uh, light. Like I said, to every space you in, man. So clap it up for yourself, black man. Thank you. Clap it up for yourself, black man. That's dope. That's dope. Would you like to start, or you want me to start?
1: Um, I can start because I feel like you know a little bit more. About uh, August than I do, so I guess my first thing is I read a little about you and your bio, and you basically would describe yourself as a community organizer.
2: Yeah, I thought that would be the best way.
1: Okay, so what kind of inspired you to become that?
2: Um, So it started with. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Hey yo, this is (laughs) always. (laughs) <laughs> hey, I got you. Don't even worry. Just keep going, bro. Happens just all keep, the time. Just keep going. There you go. Okay. Just don't no, touch it. All right. No touching.
2: <laughs> wow, that's awkward. Hey. <laughs> Great introduction. Uh, how did this start? Um started a lot better than that. <laughs> but it started with me just writing poetry. Um, mm-hmm. So it first started, like, the journey started with... I was um, go I broke my iPhone. I break iPhones. I'm gonna give you a long story short. I'm gonna try to. I break iPhones pretty often. Mm. Right? So I broke my iPhone. I'm Apple I'm at the Apple store and I'm talking to the store manager or whatever. And he's talking about, yo, I'm a junior in uh, college at the time and I don't have too much funds. And he's like a new iPhone's like three, four hundred mm. dollars. I'm like, bro, I don't really have it right now. You know, we're chopping it up. It's a black dude, and he tells me, as we're conversating. He told me he wrote a book, mm. um, and so I was like, oh, that was cool, because he was one of the first young black men that I've seen write a book, um, and then he said, you know what, as we're talking, he's like, you know what, I'll give you this iPhone for free if you start writing, you know, um, and so basically, I started writing, um, first, it was just like a daily journal, and I had the idea of like writing a book called Day 365, where I'll just write every day, and then put a book out about, like, what I've learned in 365 days. Mm. Very cool. And then with that, uh, as I started writing, I got in love, and I fell fell in love with poetry, Um, just writing poetry and then the freedom of expression of that. And uh, so I started going to open mics. I started going to these different events in Los Angeles, and I realized there wasn't too many spaces in Compton artists and poets and singers and rappers were gathering got it um and so that's where my family we always had property in compton Mm -hmm. um and so around 2018 i had the idea of having our first open mic in april april 21st Mm -hmm. Um, and it so started with just open mic of Mm -hmm. you know friends strangers who became good friends family um, and we had maybe about 20, 15 people or so, 10 people. Yeah. Um, and then we just started growing the brand and started holding more events. But it just started with
0: um,
2: breaking an iPhone and a passion for writing, I guess. Mm. <laughs> and then the journey went on from there.
1: I love that. Mm-hmm.
0: How many That's generations tough. you go back? Because I know you said you guys have property in Compton. How many generations you go back? Is it like your parents, your parents' parents? So my grandparents,
2: so my wow. grandma, she purchased the pro- So my grandmother and my mom's side, she's from Arkansas. Wow. Um, and so she's a farm, farm gal. Mm. She was a farmer. Her her grandmother was a farmer. Um, and so Compton at the time was like in the 80s, 70s, was being sold as like farmland. Like it had, because Compton, A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of land they were giving away and it was good soil. So a lot of people from south moved to Compton because that's what like people here were, you know, were worried around the streets. Um, and so she moved to Compton and first she brought... Um, Really, like first she bought our our house, our residential house, and um, then later on she bought the commercial property. in. yeah,
0: so similar kind of piggybacking off Imani's question, what made you what made you comfortable thinking that this house now could become a hub for creativity? And drives and things like that. Like some people might say, "Oh no, let me do it at a community center, mm-hmm. or let me do it, you know, anything at a park or something like that." What made this house like you feel like it was the perfect spot for you doing what you're doing?
2: Yeah, um, I don't know. It's just a feeling. Mm. I think a it was just a feeling. Like, yeah, I felt it. Like, you know, this yeah. is this is my home. This has always been my safe space. Right. And so the opportunity to have a safe space for everybody else is like, okay, I can do that. But also the timing, like me and my family we weren't using the space. So mm-hmm. we had commercial property and it was just vacant, mm-hmm. you know. So it's just like, okay, we got vacant property. I got an idea. Let's make something happen. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. And that's kind of how it was. It's just like a feeling, like, yeah, let's just do something. I don't know how it's gonna play out. I don't know how this is gonna go. But like, let's just fucking do it. Right.
0: Did yeah. you see what? Happens. I love that. So, yeah. no, that's uh, beautiful, man. That's real big. Be- so, what? Um, I guess in terms of. Like charity and like charitable things, we always think about that, and that was one of the reasons why Mm -hmm. I brought you on in December. Is because you know we always talk, but this is time we all looking for gifts. You know, Mm -hmm. we all want stuff, and your organization is really geared towards giving back, Mm -hmm. right? So, um, what about the charitable experience? Like, what part of that like moves you so much, and why do you think it's important for people to be involved in charity? Yeah.
2: For me, I I listen to music a lot, right? And so there's a song, I can't think of the name of it right now, but it's like BJ the Chicago Kid and Kendrick Lamar. And the whole song, Kendrick Lamar is talking about like his blessings. Like, God, why did you bless me? Like, you know, like, why are you giving me this opportunity? Like, why did you give me $100 I found on the sidewalk? Why did you, you know, save my brother's life? And things like that. And it's like, the reason God blesses you is so you can bless somebody else. Right. That's the only reason he gave you this blessing. So to me... The only reason I got to where I am today is because someone helped me out. Mm. You know what I mean? When I was a young kid, um, whenever, like me and my family, we, we didn't always have it. We didn't always have food. We didn't always have money. So someone helped us and blessed us to get to where we are. So to me, you know, I'm not the most privileged, but that I have some blessings and some things. Yeah. So I want to give what I can back. For and sure. so that's just, you know, who I am, That like the nature of what I am. But it's also just important. Like we do food distributions. Um, that's our biggest thing. So, like, biweekly on Sundays, we give away uh, food to about 200-plus families. Like, we get about mm-hmm. 40 to 50 cars come out. Um, and it's beautiful to see the real impact, mm-hmm. you know, like, of having – we see families come each week. Yeah. We've been doing food distribution since September of 2020. So, for a whole continuous year, only day we missed it just one day. Mm. But every other <laughs> –
0: Hey, it happens, to everybody. It's not your fault. It's not no. your fault. It's not your fault. Hey, look. It's not your fault. Keep going. I hope yeah. it You, you uh, was on a roll, too. I was on a roll. I kind
2: of just lost my train of thought. Um, we do food distribution bi-weekly on Sundays. And you see the real impact because we've seen families, like, since the beginning, I've seen the same families come in there. And it's no, it's never judgmental. Mm-hmm. It's never, like, why are you back? Why are you still here? It's always, like, it's love. Like, mm-hmm. we, we started building a family with these guests. And we started building a real community. Yeah. And you just see the impact of, like... Yo, now we're helping these people save 50 to $100 each week on food. Right. Um, and it's just important. You know, that's like our pre, our biggest program is our food distribution. And that started with an L. I um, know oh you're not. Quick story. <laughs> <laughs> no, right <way. laughs> here. Uh, quick story. How to happen is basically, have you guys ever heard of like the LA community fridges? Mm-mm. No. Okay. So during the pandemic, there was a whole concept. It actually started in New York. And the concept was uh, different commercial buildings and different places they can have refrigerators outside to help the homeless. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't have food, let's say I have extra food and I don't know where to give it. I can just put it in the fridge and someone who needs food can come Mm -hmm. and get it. Uh, That makes sense. Mm Yeah. So that was like the concept. Um, and it was really big during the pandemic. And so we, we did that in like June or July. Okay. Um, and, you know, we did it for like a week or two, and it was really picking up steam. A lot of people were volunteering. A lot of people were donating. Um, but the city of Compton, they didn't want it. Mm. Um, the city of Compton, they weren't really um, for it. Um, and so they actually gave me, like, citations. No way. Yeah, for trying to do it. Um, for trying to help out, they was... Giving me a citation, yeah. swear to God. I got, like, a whole letter from them saying, like, yo, you can't do this. They gave me, like, it was, like, three reasons. They said, A, you can't have a abandoned furniture... Outside your property. They said you can't have extension cords connected Mm. through the building.
1: It was like,
2: and then they said a kid might get stuck in there. Like, it wasn't childproof friendly. So, they gave me, like, a whole list of, like, yo, the excuses of why it wouldn't work. Wow. And then I think I was, like, I was trying to go around it. And so, then, one day, um, someone came and spray painted the refrigerator. And then they cut the cord. Mm. Wow. And so, I was like, damn, I can't do much about this. And so I remember I was um, organizing with some other community organizers I know from Skid Row and telling them the same story and how we still wanted to help, right. We knew the need, right? Um, and that's when he connected us with another nonprofit. Shout out to Mrs. Rogers and shout out to Polo's Pantry. Um, those are the individuals that helped do this food distribution. Without them, it wouldn't be possible. Mm. And so we connected. So I'm able to uh, supply the space. Roger is able to supply the volunteers and polo pantries able to supply the food. Mm. And we come together and we make the team and make it happen. So it started with an L. Like it started with just I just want to do a fridge, us getting shut down, and us realizing how can we still help and serve the community. And I just want to say, like, a lot of times through journey of entrepreneurship, it's a lot of struggle. It's a lot of, like, left turns, a lot of, like, how can you figure it out? Right. You know what I mean? That's what I really want to just, like, anybody who wants it, anybody who wants to go through this journey is, like, you have to – Learn how to problem solve. Right, you know you can't take no for an answer. If you do take no, then you have to figure out a solution for it. So it's been dope. It's been a it's been a blessing. It's been a lot of challenges, but through that I've learned and matured and just gained a lot of insight about the real world. You know what I mean? So
1: it's dope. I think you should definitely add um, motivational speaker to your resume. <laughs> you don't already have it on there. <laughs> I'm like listening to you. Like yeah, I can do it. Yeah, I can do whatever I want to do. <laughs>
2: Just
0: do it. Do it. Just do it. That's why. Wait, did you already drop that book too? Or no? I no, know no, you someday. Maybe one day. I'm oh okay. yeah, you got it. You I got stopped it. writing.
2: I started, uh, okay. Yeah, I stopped writing once I started doing Peace of Mind. I haven't wrote a single poem in like two years. I can't even write a poem anymore. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a little my bucket list. I want to do an app though too though because like I want to make an app where we start journaling more.
1: That you would journal. be amazing. Yeah, I got to that work Because I always pick up journaling, and then I put it back down for some reason. So I would love it's something. Like, what happened if you had an
2: app where we could share a journal with mm-hmm. your friends, and then just challenging people? Like You yeah. like, oh, have a reminder, like, yo, make sure you're about right, this today. Right, so, exactly. Day 365, the app, coming soon, unless someone takes it from me. Yes, uh,
1: yes.
0: yes. You, want to, you got a question?
1: Uh, no, but I can have a question. Um, okay, so here's one I had for you. Do you have any expectations or goals like over the next, let's say, five years? Any like short term or long term goals you have
2: for peace of mind? The short term, I want to have our nonprofit status mm-hmm. uh, so we can be really legit with uh, 2022. So that's mm-hmm. like I've been uh, organizing and doing events since 2018, and it's just been on the lows, I mean, really grassroots, just right. really through friends, families, and People who just heard about it and spreading the love and spreading the word um but is over, it
1: hard to become like nonprofit? Yeah, like it takes, to get... it's everything is hard like what do you I, don't know I know they make like, you jump yeah, through hoops it's, it's just, like yeah, why yeah
2: it's, it's just hoops but it's like if you want it if you want it bad enough you can do it mm-hmm. like it's harder things out there so it's definitely about it's education that's the hard part is knowing the education behind the paperwork and what you're doing with the nonprofit. but once you understand what you're doing i think it's relatively easy you know, you're just submitting paperwork to someone and they approve it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's my biggest short term goal is to get that nonprofit status.
1: That's major.
2: And yeah, and I went to New York for the first time, not my first time, but technically my first time, mm. um, September. Mm. And I went to Governor's Ball.
0: Mm and Okay. It
2: was, Lid, it was dope I've, i love music events i love going to concerts but like going to that festival made me realize i want to throw a peace of mind festival one day oh that'd
1: be so, so... like that's
2: like a five-year goal is like to throw a festival somewhere like if all these artists we know all these up-and-coming artists and throw a big-ass festival in compton or surrounding the compton area That'd be
0: super cool. Would, do you need any help like in terms of like the uh 501 3c or why is it 501 501 3c C3? Three C three, something like that. I yeah, I always take some help. Yeah, yeah. Violent no, no, no. Yeah, because I was just saying, no, like just in terms of you, like, because I think you know, even people listening to this, you know, might might reach out and say, mm-hmm. like, you know, well, you need this, you need that. So if it's anything specifically you need, um,
2: not right now. Just really, we're going through the paperwork. Okay. Um, so we've been going through the process. It just takes a long time, and mm-hmm. it's it took me some time to feel comfortable with doing those steps. Like, okay, I know mm-hmm. the vision, I know where we're going, I know where we we're going. Um. Right now, I'm doing pretty good. I've been able to talk to different consulting companies and different people that are knowledgeable in the field that kind of help me and kind of cool. understand what we're doing and where, where we should go. Yeah, because I know
0: that's usually like the biggest thing, just knowing somebody in the field that you're trying to get into. I figured mm-hmm. you already knew people who got nonprofits, so mm-hmm. just seeing if it was anything else. Because I don't remember if we asked you, what are all like the events that you throw at the space?
2: Uh, So all the events, so Peace of Mind, basically the Peace of Mind is a community space. Um, The whole focus is to provide a safe space uh, for community, for art, um, and just for the youth. So a lot of the programs we do are open mics, we do jam sessions, we do concerts, uh, we do pop-up with vendors and um, vendor marketplaces, movie screenings, workshop, literacy workshops, education workshops. Mm. Uh, People also rent out the space and do birthday parties and baby showers, music Mm. videos, music videos. Mm. Um, And it's beautiful. I really found love when other people come to the space and they bring their family Mm. because I'm realizing, A, within our culture and our community, we don't really have too many spaces where we can all come together. We don't have too many memories where we all come together, like a lot of, unfortunately times we're gathered is when it's a funeral or when it's a death or when it's something tragic or something dramatic. Mm-hmm. We don't really come together and celebrate someone's life or celebrate a new life coming into the family. So it's been beautiful now being part of a family's memory. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're, not, they're always going to remember they had this baby shower at peace of mind. And it's always like dope seeing that family smile mm-hmm. and love and hug and kiss one another at peace of mind. So those are some of my favorite events. But yeah, those are a lot of the things we do, it's about just having a, an event space in Compton where people feel safe and th- people feel good about whatever yeah. they want
0: to do there. If you've never been to one of the events, I got a chance to uh perform at one, killed event. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one. I appreciate that. I wanted to open my what was that? I oh, it had to be like August, September, August, yeah, August. yeah, something like that. And uh, just seeing like all the different people there, like you said, different performers coming from all over, from Pomona, from Englewood, from. Compton, and then you had the vendors, like you said, people selling food, people Mm -hmm. selling clothes. Like, I thought it was just a beautiful space. Like, it was just good energy throughout, like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you really, you created something, like, and I know it's only going to keep growing, but even, you know, where it's at right now, I feel like it's a beautiful spot. So, kudos to you, my friend.
2: Thank you, man. And it's been a blessing just being able to get people to come to Compton, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? A lot of the, like you said, a lot of people are coming from Pomona, are coming from these other neighboring areas or far out areas yeah. and this is their first time in Compton. Mm. Yeah. And now this is now how they think about Compton. Yeah. That's how the perception peace. of Compton is to them. It's peace of mind. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. good. Yeah. And so that's also been beautiful because we've had We've had outreach and we've gotten a lot of mm. different ethnicity and a lot of different people. It's been very diverse and it's always been like, yo, I thought I was going to have to come here and mm. I was going to have to look around and feel uncomfortable and right. scared everybody. And then people come and it's like, yo, I feel so good and mm-hmm. the energy is amazing and I love it. And it's like, yo, yeah, that's what it should be. You shouldn't have to feel like because you're confident that you're going to get stuck up or robbed. Like yeah. You should be able to feel like you come here and you can meet a family member or meet a friend or meet someone who might be at your wedding one day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, that's the type of energy and type of environment we want to create because Compton still has that 1990s mentality. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, so it's just, it's been beautiful. Like, in a lot of different aspects, I've been able to see how one space can transform so many lives, not just myself, but just the people around me and the community itself.
1: Do you want to expand, like, outside of L.A. and have different hubs and... Life That's never. the dream,
2: yo. If I can, like, have a peace of mind in Brooklyn, Philadelphia, Atlanta, mm. Africa, like, a peace of mind in Nigeria? No, <laughs> yeah. What? That's crazy!
0: That's he turned me. up.
2: All right. No, he way. turned I would live had a peace of mind in Africa. What? Yeah. Learned Swahili or something? That'd be crazy. But, yeah. yeah. Even,
0: like you said, like, having the festivals everywhere mm-hmm. popping up. Like you said, like, tour dates for the festivals mm-hmm. and stuff would be cool. But, yeah, like you said, too, just... Having feet and, like, people in the ground root grassroots in each area would be crazy. Yeah, I,
2: because it's like, we're living in the social media, like, bro, with the metaverse. I don't know. The future's crazy, bro. Mm-hmm. The future is crazy, but I want to make sure we have spaces where we still come together. Mm-hmm. That's what peace of mind is important because, like, as technology grows and AI and everything else, we don't gather as much. We don't have conversations. We don't really meet people. Yeah. We don't really like bro like before pandemic we only go out we go into the club we go into the bar we go into like you know what yeah. i mean like there aren't too many social gatherings we just come and network and yeah. just with one another so i want to make sure peace of mind it has the future and it's something that's like it still brings people together right because that's needed like i know we're going into the technology in the future phase but we need to still come together yeah. you know what i mean because that energy it, it helps people get through the week yeah. you never know what so you never know what someone's going through but sometimes just coming together it just helps someone just whatever with their problems and stuff. So it's important just to have a gathering spot. And I feel like I want to continue to just have that space.
0: got What, uh, I guess, what um, suggestions or advice would you have for people who are thinking about opening spaces like this in their own communities? Especially, I know certain hurdles you have to go through, even just being in your own community. Like, what are some of the pros and cons of opening a space like this? Where are you from?
2: Mm-hmm. It's beautiful to me, so where we're located, my house is the next street over, so I stay on 150th Street, and peace of mind is, like, on Cotton Boulevard, so if you literally walk the next residential street, you're on my block. And right, me and my family, we've been there all our lives, but mm. it's dope that I've seen how even the block respects what I'm doing, mm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's been dope, is just seeing the respect that I get from the real community, like... Where we are, I don't gangbang, but, you know, like, where we are is Campanella. You're, like, and even, like, the OG on the block, he sees me and he respects me. Like, every time he sees me, he throws me a wave or a blackfish just to let right. me know, like, y'all, I see you. Mm-hmm. And keep doing what you're doing. Right. And so that respect is just, like, it keeps me going. Like, do yeah. anything. Like, just waking up every day and knowing your people love and respect you. Yeah. It's just a different feeling. Like, you I know y'all got me. So, I love that. I love that. Um, different challenges, bro. There's so many fucking challenges, but... I would say if you really want, it, you can't quit. Like if you, uh, there's so many challenges from the paperwork, from the permits, from the organizing bill, uh, organizing events, and even when you throw events, even sometimes they don't go as planned. People might not show up. Mm-hmm. Like you, it, it's a lot. But if you really believe in what you're doing and you really see what you're doing and know how important it is, you just have to see it through. You have to continue going because um, it's needed. Mm-hmm. It really is needed. So I would just say. Um, the best step is, like, just do something. You know, like, I, when I first started in 2018, I didn't know that three years later I'll be throwing an event in New York with right. 50, 60 people coming out. Right. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. That's, I never, ever could have seen that. So I would just tell somebody, just do something. Just do it. And you live and you learn. Mm-hmm. Like, it's only a L if you don't learn anything. So mm-hmm. every time people didn't come to an event, every time I messed up on some paperwork, every time something happened or like, I've learned, and mm-hmm. that's why we continue being where we are. So being open to learn, being open to just fail, but take that failure with the lesson with this. So mm-hmm. that's right. what I would tell someone, just being open to just try new things. I think sometimes we get scared and nervous of failure, but you only fail once you stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's when you truly fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I love it. How about, because uh, I know, like, once before, I wanted to stop you earlier, but just about <clears throat> building that team. Like, what went in to you and what, would you, what suggestions would you have for other people as well in terms of, like, building that team to help with, like, mm-hmm. your infrastructure or something like this? What did you look for when you were bringing people in?
2: That's a really good question. Um, so, peace of mind, the team is made up of about eight people, ten people. Um, and I remember the first people were just the people I trust. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to say the people that you want to bring a part of your team are the people you trust most. Um, and the people that you like, you, they believe in the vision, but they also believe in you. Mm-hmm. So I remember like one of the first people I told was my cousin, uh, Deja, and they went to performing art school in LA they're from Phoenix, but they went to performing art school all throughout Los Angeles, performing, singing and dancing and stuff. And, um, they basically work as like our, our brand ambassador, not brand ambassador. They basically was like art director. Mm. Um, but I remember telling them, you know, I had this idea and they were just like, yo, I want, to succeed, I want it to succeed, but I want you to succeed more. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just having someone that believes in you and wants you to succeed is really big because I just had an idea. Mm. I didn't know if I was going to succeed or not. I didn't know, but it just know if somebody else believed in me. Um, so that was the first, having people believe in you um, and have people you trust, like everyone on my team. um I have to really trust you. And it takes time for me to really trust someone, but it's just, I don't really like to force people on the team. So mm-hmm. a lot of people might ask, but like one rule is if you, you have to come to at least three events, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, before you can join the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way, once you come to three events, you really see what we're about. Right. You know what I mean? You can just come to open mic and fall in love with it and wanna be a part of it, but you gotta come to the food distribution, mm-hmm. the movie night, the mm-hmm. marketplace, those di- the puffing paints, mm-hmm. those different things to really see the full aspect of it. And then, yeah, just build that relationship, but just, I don't know. I I think a peace of mind, team more is a family. Mm You know what I mean? I actually have two people on the team who are my family. So, it's like Mm -hmm. a lot of the people who've joined the team, they've been here since the beginning. um, And so, I want to maintain these relationships because, yeah, like, without them, this wouldn't be a thing. So, I think the biggest things are, like, trust, people who believe in it, and people who are passionate about um, whatever. You got to find what their passion is. Like, everyone on my team, they have a different, you know what I mean, a different position. My friend Will – he does the finance. You right. know what I mean? I have someone else who does the art. I have someone else who does photography and videography. So it's also about, okay, you you, you like what we're doing. I trust you. You see a vision. Where can you fit in in this puzzle? Mm. You know what I mean? So those are the different pieces because you don't want to have it where you just force someone there and then they're not happy with their position and it's not a good relationship. So just mm-hmm. knowing where someone wants to be, how you can help one another, and just having that trust. I think that's the biggest thing is, like, the trust because you're dealing with business. Yeah. So you yeah. still have to, like, yo know, – you got to really have this trust with one another.
0: So. I'm so proud of Best you, bro. Thanks. I'm inspired. Just sitting here, bro. I'm just smiling ear to ear, bro. Good stuff. So I guess my last question, and then we can uh, wrap it up, and then don't forget to tell us where we can follow you and then the uh, org and all of that. But mm-hmm. what event, because I know you had told me, what event do you have coming up for this uh, month? Like cause I think you said you got one more. Mm-hmm. How would you like people to give back? And then uh, just, yeah, any last words, and then, you know, plug yourself. Uh, yeah, plug yourself yeah,
2: so we have a food distribution. I was looking for the date. We have a food distribution going on December 19th. Um, and so um, it's located at 2125 West Compton Boulevard, 2125 West Compton Boulevard, Compton, California. We give away food from three o'clock to five p.m. It's first come, first serve basis. It's a drive-through distribution, so you can wait in your car. Um, and it's basically you don't have to have identification, you don't have to sign any paperwork. You just have to come, mm-hmm. and we give away food. So if anyone who's in need of food, December nineteenth, we have a food distribution. Um, other events: My birthday is December thirtieth, so I'm planning. I might do Capricorn. I'm a a Capricorn. Capricorn, oh. hey. Okay, December Cap-Corn twenty-seven, gay. bro. <laughs> Yeah, that's what
0: you got planned? I don't know, man. I'm that's still cool. trying to figure out. Yeah, somewhere to act a fool. That's
2: exactly. So I'm trying somewhere to throw an <laughs> event. I'm trying to throw an event. Uh, I'm thinking about doing uh, L.A. because we haven't done an event in downtown L.A. in okay. a minute. So I'm thinking about running out the venue in downtown L.A. Getting some DJs, some artists, just nice. having a little celebration of life. How old are um, you
1: turning? How young are you turning?
2: 25.
0: 25. That's a, that's a milestone year. Fuck.
1: Quarter century,
2: quarter century. I can so rent a young, car. So young, so sweet. Yeah. So much life ahead of you. So, more life, more life. That's more life. What that Kanye say? Drug dealing, uh, drug dealing, just to get by. Stack yeah, your money till the sky. I love it. You
1: know that song? Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, ahead, uh, wasn't supposed to make it past twenty five. Yeah, but I don't know the words. I'm like,
2: go ahead, y'all. Wasn't supposed to make it past twenty five. Watch that mic, you know. Jokes on you. He's <laughs> <so
0: high. laughs> Sorry, got oh man. Oh yeah. And then uh, you know, thank, thank you again, bro, for coming to speak. And I think you really can put everybody in that spirit to give and uh really get involved this this season, you know, in some type of charitable aspect. So uh definitely plug the social media where we can find you, where we can find the uh peace of mind at.
2: Yes, please, please follow peace of mind at peace of mind c P T P-E-A-C-E. Y'all not spoke of mine, C P T. But it's peace like the peace sign. Right. So peace of mind, C P T. I um, yeah, just just if you have it, give it, give back to it do not got to be to us, but just to somebody. There's a lot of different mutual aid efforts in Los Angeles. Um, I know a lot of different organizations. But yeah, if you if you want to know about some people or organizations to give to just DM us. I definitely will give you some um, organizations that are doing great work in the city of Compton, Los Angeles and surrounding areas that are in need of donations, or support. Um, and if you can't donate, volunteer work is so important, show. Like, being actually out there physically is very important. So, I would say, if you can't donate, physically volunteer is equally or even as more important. So, mm-hmm. yeah, get out there, man. It's just the season.
0: Let's do it. So, thank you again, Kanai, for speaking to us. As I always say, move forward. You know what I'm saying? And peace, prosperity, push tranquility, love, life, and keep the family close. Yep. That's a Drake song. Shout out to the boy. <laughs> six 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 six. Go on ahead, man.
1: I was gonna say, how is someone supposed to like go after you after that? Uh, I was just gonna. I mean, have a good day. You know what? Like, be nice to everybody. Treat people with love and respect. Donate, volunteer where you can. Tis the season, but honestly, do that. Do that junk year man, because it's so important. And I, I, I wanted to say, too, I came across a quote that said, when you were talking, it reminded me, something to the extent of, like, somebody out there right now is thinking about some form of kindness you showed them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you, I feel like you could say that at any moment of any, of any day, because I think about nice stuff people have done for me all the time. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. just, like, it's That's giving really- back what people have done for you, and it makes you want to, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Be that light in the world. So, yeah. That's all enough. right. That's
0: enough. <laughs> Shout out to Hidden Jewels Media. Shout out to Imani. Shout out to Peace of Mind and Akuna Matata.
1: Don't take my stuff.
0: (laughs) Peace.